Alrighty, not my usual setting for a video or review specifically, but I'm on the road, I got time, uh, it's super windy, so sorry for the audio quality and the lack of notes and preparedness that I would normally have for a review, even though I always can prepare more than I do, uh, but I want to talk about Fight Club, specifically the movie. The book is so close to the movie, we're going to get into more details about that, that I may as well be talking about the book as well. However, I'm not talking about the graphic novels, Fight Club 2 and Fight Club 3. I'm talking about the, the, just, you know, the novel, <laughs> regular, you know, uh, Fight Club. Uh, Chuck Palahniuk, if I'm pronouncing his last name correctly, uh, is the author of Fight Club. And if you didn't know it was a book, well, now you know, it's based on a book. I have seen the film somewhere in between five and ten times over five times at the very minimum I have not seen it ten times so somewhere in there and uh, I just watched it again about a month ago and I realized the other day when I was doing a movie review for oh what was it doesn't matter another movie that I'd seen a couple times and hadn't done a review for I was like wait a second I haven't reviewed Fight Club yet weird we should do that because I don't know when I'm going to watch it again, and uh, I would like to I would like to have my thoughts on that um, in video format and discuss it and talk about it because I really like it. So, cats out of the bag there. I really enjoyed it. Um, I saw it. I don't know how many times, three, four times before I knew that it was based on a book. Um, and around there, around the fourth or fifth watch. Um, was when I had read the book, and I've seen it at least twice since then. So I guess I've watched it, yeah, at least six or seven times. Um, so, again, as always with reviews, I'll tell you when there is a spoiler, when the spoilers will start. Uh, I might be able to get away, no, I won't be able to get away from it. Anyway. Um, I'll tell you when there's going to be spoilers, but I'm going to try to do my best to entice you to watch the movie and or read the book before we get into that. What can I say about Fight Club without spoiling it? It's really hard to pin down in a genre for me. Um, it, it has been classified as a thriller drama. I suppose that is somewhat accurate. It is just difficult to just put in a box which a lot of really great movies um, are, are, are difficult, you know? Um, that's what makes them really great sometimes, is that you just can't put them into a specific box. So, what can I tell you about Fight Club? Um, Fight Club, I will say right off the bat, is not what you think it is. Um, a lot of people, it, it, to me this isn't a spoiler, but just like a lot of people have misconceptions about Stephen King being a horror writer and he writes horror and it's always scary, spooky, creepy stuff, incorrect. Just blatantly, incredibly incorrect. Uh, he writes just so much more than horror and it's not just like he branched out a little here and a little there. Like, it's just, that's what he became well known for in the earlier days of his writing, but he has written so much more since then. Um, and, and just, it's, it's just not, it'd be so unfair and a lie just to say he's primarily a horror writer or he is a horror writer. He just only writes about spooky things. 
Uh, anyway, I don't want to get too much into that. But just like that, or it would be like saying the movie It is about a clown. It is not about a clown. It's called It because It is whatever you are afraid of. Um, it is not about a clown. It is not, you know, anyway. So like that, Fight Club is not about fight clubs. It is not about what people have this assumption of or this, they think they have this knowledge about like, oh, the first rule of Fight Club is don't talk about Fight Club, ha, ha, ha. And it must be about like these underground clubs where people fight, street fight each other or whatever. No, that's not what it's about. Does that happen? Yes. Um, again, I don't think that's any, any spoiler at all. Does it happen? Yes, but that's not what the book slash movie is about. Um, let me address that again real quick. The book and the movie are just so similar that if I talk about the book, it's not because I'm saying the book being different than the movie or the movie being different than the book. I can't think of anything right now in where they differ. Uh, it's been a long time since I've read the book, mind you, but I just can't, I couldn't think of anything then that was notable enough for me to remember now. So, um, it is done, the movie is just beautiful and incredible. Uh, it makes me wonder, what would I have thought about the book if I had not read the movie, or read the movie, if I had not watched the movie first? Because, again, I read the book after I watched the movie several times to the point where it just feels because some there's so many lines taken right out of the book that it just sounds to me like when I read the book I just hear Edward Norton narrating it in my head like I just hear his voice that that is what I hear so um, and again I just see the scenes that are happening whatever because there's not anything that really differs enough that I'm like, oh, that didn't happen, and then my mind has to make up the visuals for that. Um, I just, I can't think of anything where they really differ significant enough at all. Um, but yeah, so the book is brilliant. The movie, it's, I, I would not give the movie props for like, because it doesn't need it. It's not, this is no disservice to the movie. Um, but it's not about like, oh, this is a great adaptation in the sense that they really made it their own and they took it their own way. And it, it's not like that. It's an adaptation from one medium to another and represented amazingly, I feel. But it is not like, oh yeah, like they kind of took this and they had their artistic merit and the, they chose to do things like this and depict that like this and this is different than that. It's not. Not that I can remember. Not at all. Um, so, yeah, what can I tell you? Again, thriller drama. Is it a thriller drama? I guess. Uh, is it about people fighting, like street fighting each other? Kind of? No, it's not really about that. Does it have that in it? Yes. Um, but what is it about without giving you spoilers? It is about a man trying to find his place in the world. Uh, but I feel like that's like 90% of anything that I would watch or read is like a journey of self-discovery. Like, I don't know, those are just the things I gravitate towards, those are the things that I like. Um, 
I wouldn't say it was a journey of self-discovery. I mean, it is. It really is. But that's not not in that way of like, oh, this is a, a coming-of-age novel. Like, no, no, not really at all. Um, our protagonist is a grown man, first of all. Uh, and he's having a crisis. He's having a crisis. And within that crisis, he finds an escape. And he starts to repair himself and work on himself as a human. There are a lot of references to Fight Club. It is so pervasive and so culturally um, present. I feel like for, for me and, and, and my age group, even without seeing the film or, watch, or, or, or or reading the book or whatever, like there are just references strewn about in music. Um, I think it's Between Angels and Insects, if that's what it's called. I can't remember the name right now of the Papa Roach song. There's some references there. P.O.S. references Fight Club numerous times uh, in various different songs. Um, with just like funny little quips. Nothing significant necessarily. Um, but there's a lot of conceptual stuff going on in Fight Club that that challenges you as the reader slash viewer. I do believe that it is a challenge to an individual. However, I don't think a lot of those challenges presented start to really become apparent until halfway through Fight Club. Um, and there is a big twist that just really is entertaining as well as interesting food for thought. I would not say that the big twist is a challenge to the viewer, reader. Um, it can, but I would say that all the other things happening are much more of a challenging, a, they challenge the viewer, reader more so in a, in a more direct way. So again, uh, we've got a man in a crisis trying to work through it, and he does in a creative way, and he has to face the consequences of that. Is there drama elements? Yes, but definitely very um, energetic, active, action-y suspenseful thriller type drama um, that is the kind of drama that it is if it's a drama at all um, it is not fantastical I would say really in any way although the movie definitely can make it seem that way at a certain point when you get to the twist uh, I don't really feel like you have to suspend your belief at all in in the way that the world operates uh, that they are in the same universe all the all the laws apply to to the characters in Fight Club as well as they do to our universe and world um, alright so I don't know what else I can say about it other than why is it amazing okay why is it amazing those challenges to the viewer 
Um, specifically, if you want to get into the movie, the way that those things are depicted, the way that the story is brought about, the tension that is there, the visuals, like everything is just so beautiful. Um, the cinematic aesthetics, the choices that were made, even right down to the DVD menu music is like so tongue-in-cheek and perfect. Um, casting was phenomenal for this. It was just a, a really great movie. Um, it definitely is, you know, like I said, high energy, high speed, um, thriller, suspense. There is dramatic elements, but they are not slow by any means. They're not passive. They're not... We are... The speed of life, the track that we are on with these characters is is fast. So, um, again, I have a hard time comparing this to anything. Uh, I talked about Johnny Darko recently, and that was kind of a mess when I was talking about it. <laughs> but, in a way, it's hard to pigeonhole just like that. Like, to me, Johnny Darko is a much more beautiful, poetic, artistic movie than Fight Club is. Fight Club is more direct, less room for nuance, um, again, more action-y in a way, and that, that thriller pace. Um, it, I would not call it a psychological thriller, although it, it definitely, I wouldn't call it that, but I would say it is, but you wouldn't know that until you get to, I would say, the twist, right? The big reveal. That, that is when you would come upon the fact that it would be a psychological thriller. Um, that the psychological element would, would be there. Um, yeah. Why should you watch it? Again, it's just cinema at its finest, I feel. Like, it, it, it does what it set out, what it sets out to do. And, uh, again, it, it is challenging to a, uh, to an audience in a way that, that is also incredibly entertaining. Um, it is not dry at all. It is, it is upfront and directed in your face in a great way. And you can find deeper conceptual elements there. Um, but you don't have to dig that hard to find them. They are pretty direct without becoming preachy. There's one thing I have to interject here to say before the spoilers. While I'm trying to sell you on this book slash movie, it's very cheeky. It's it's humorous, but it is adult humor. <laughs> it is mature humor. It is explicit humor at times. If that is not your bag, this then this won't be for you. I don't like giving these type of disclaimers or warnings because I feel that the concept is valuable and I I don't like saying this because I know that it's just this part of it I don't know how to say it diplomatically but I feel like I feel like the concepts and what you can get from the film and the book are worth more than if you were like I don't like profanity it's like okay well this has a lot of profanity there's sexual talk sex is a thing it's a reality it happens um 
you know, there there is humor that is definitely blue, very lowbrow humor in this. It's not frat humor. Um, it is just cheeky, mature humor, and that is just a part of telling the story in the gritty way that it is told. Um, it is just very real, and I would say that if if you were going to turn a movie, oh, I guess I need to do this with movies now or books or whatever. I don't. I, again, I, part of me wrestles with this because, like, I want I don't want to misrepresent it whatsoever. But this definitely isn't something that that for those of you who maybe don't want to watch anything that's not PG, then don't watch this. I guess because yeah, it has life in it, and for some people, life is just a little too confrontational for them to want to deal with when they are wanting to be just entertained. This will do more than just entertain you, however, it will also entertain the heck out of you really well. But again, if you cannot handle, or, or if you do not wish to experience life in its reality with that type of lowbrow, blue humor, and also just um, nature, then I guess it's not for you, and you miss out on a great piece of literature and cinema. Anyway, spoilers, here we go. Here, here's what I think about the film in more, more detail in, in the book. Um, so, to kind of recap, basically, I feel like I can do it pretty quickly. We have a man who, Tyler Durden, Tyler Durden, who is uh, suffering from insomnia. He can't sleep. He begins to, um, you know, seek, seek help for this. Uh, it's really disruptive to him. You know, he has this job where he's just plugging away day to day, kind of like uh, it's in an office, but more specifically, it, it keeps him out of the office a lot. He's traveling constantly. This is maybe partly um, why he has trouble sleeping, works for this car company. Um, you know, he has to write reports, he has to go visit scenes across the country in the United States and uh, assess assess whether or not they would do a recall on a vehicle, depending on the type of accident and a bunch of figures roll in there. Anyway, so he doesn't have this crazy, amazing occupation that he's very passionate about is the point. You know, he makes good enough money, he's very into consumer culture, he is completing his life, you know, one one um, cheeky, clever IKEA piece at a time, uh, and he starts to seek help for not being able to sleep. And a doctor makes an offhand remark that, man, if he wants to see real pain, because he he says like, man, I'm in pain. Please give me something to help me. So if you want to see real pain, go to this church. I think it's First Methodist or Methodist or something on First Ave. I don't know. Uh, visit the the guys with testicular cancer. That's pain. He decides to go for whatever reason, even though I think he'd be smart enough to realize the doctor was kind of being sarcastic and just making this comparison of like, no, you're not in pain, those dudes are in pain. He goes though, and uh, he, he finds that when they share their feelings about 
their 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 um, experiences with testicular cancer and the aftermath of certain things and whatever they get very emotional i mean you think about it like an aa circle where it's like it's time for you to share now and like be vulnerable and talk uh at one point he he starts crying um he doesn't say anything to anyone because he doesn't say anything people assume the worst and he cries and he sleeps like a baby and so he starts visiting these things every night and he sleeps so so well but then but then he realizes that there's someone else who is visiting a lot of these um these groups as well because they're all generally like medical things like cancer survivors and and um brain tumor stuff parasitic whatever um so he's he's realizing there's another faker here is what he calls her her name is marla you know he says like i can't at one point he does approach her and says i can't i need this like i, I really need this i can't cry if there's another faker present you gotta go they decide to split up the week but there's something where he he's interested in her he's interested in her and he he exchanges numbers with her under the the you know the falsity of like oh maybe we'll want to exchange days or, or like because they split up the week and go to these different groups so they don't overlap so that he can actually cry and he can get what he needs out of it and get some sleep and uh yeah then you know he goes he's at work he's on a business trip and he meets a dude on the airplane and i've already i mean we're talking about spoilers here i should just quicken it up his name is tyler we've already talked about tyler Jordan being the person i've been talking about he meets a person on the airplane his name is tyler um he's a fun guy whatever gets his business card goes home his apartment's blown up he's like what the hell he gives marla a call first hangs up on her decides to give tyler a call they go out have a couple beers and uh, he tells them that what happened to the apartment and this is kind of when this anti-consumerism kind of comes into conversation um and tyler challenges tyler Tyler, uh, Tyler 2, let's call him, challenges Tyler to, to just ask him. Just be like, man, just ask. Like, just ask what you want to ask. Why did you invite me out? Why did you come, like, meet me here? And he's saying, like, because you needed a place to stay. Just, why didn't you just ask? All you got to do is ask. So he's like, okay, can I? And uh, he's like, yeah, sure. Uh, and then um, they're in the parking lot of this crappy, crappy bar. And gonna walk to or they're gonna go to Tyler's house Tyler 2's house but before then Tyler asks him to hit him how much can you know about yourself unless you've been in a fight is the line and because uh, neither of them have been in a fight so that's how Fight Club is born in that parking lot with them fighting each other later we come to realize that he's just fighting himself and it, the movie gives you visual of this in like flashbacks which is great well done um, goes to Tyler's house, he ends up moving there and staying there because basically Tyler too has convinced him that he shouldn't go back to his crappy, his crappy life. He's working this job he hates so he can buy things he doesn't need. Uh, there's another, um, not verbatim line, but you know, 
that's what he discusses in this anti-capitalistic, anti-consumer culture type of uh, narrative. So he's living with him. They start doing Fight Club. Someone says, like, can I can I go next? So he fights him. They, they fight in this parking lot. They eventually move down to the basement. They realize that what they've got here is this thing that is helping so many people that they just fight as long as they need to fight. They get out what they need to get out. They, they, this is a new religion. This is, this is, uh, you know, helping them find themselves and toughen them up as men. Um, there's a line that, that talks about, you know, um, there's more than one. If, if, uh, our fathers are models for God and our fathers have abandoned us, what does that say about God? So there's some rejection of, of God, at least a Christian God or, or whatever, or that type of deity. Um, there's also a part where they talk about uh, being a generation of, of um, men raised by women. Um, so there, there is this, this fatherlessness component that they discuss and is talking about they don't know how to be men and, and what is a man. And that, that's, that topic is embraced in there to a degree as well. It's pretty forward thinking, I think, for the time. And, um, yeah, so they start doing Fight Club. And eventually Fight Club just rolls into what's called Project Mayhem, where basically Tyler 2 has taken it upon himself to start this project of recruiting these people that are in Fight Club uh, to do some bad things, to do some criminal activity, and the result at the end is is to bring down the credit card companies because then they'll erase the debt and everything will go back to zero, and and it'll it'll well mayhem, right? Project Mayhem. It'll it'll cause a lot of problems, and uh, they want to erase the the national debt for people. And just screw everything up and and you know some people just want to watch the world burn like that that's what they're doing here so um yes they uh they're on that journey together somewhat except regular tyler or og tyler doesn't really know about these plans he's confused whatever um during the midst of this tyler too has taken them upon himself to be sleeping with marla and regular Tyler has to deal with the consequences of her being at the house. He does not like her. And uh, that's, that's, that's a thing uh, that, that is also happening. This relationship with Marla that is very back and forth and, and confusing to Marla as well. And that, that is occurring. And then, you know, uh, basically... Tyler, Marla says something to Tyler um, to kind of get some thinking about some stuff about his sleep sleeping. Uh, Tyler too has left. Project Mayhem has left the building. He doesn't know what the heck's going on. Um, he basically tracks down himself in these different airports and stuff he's been to. He's since quit his job, right? Um, funding Project Mayhem for a year because he 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 fought himself in his boss's office and blackmailed his boss basically into giving him some computer resources and financial resources um and then uh yeah he started tracking down these places he's been to 
and realizing that you know the big reveal happens in this hotel room where he talks to Marla and says, Marla, like, what's my name? What's my name? What's my name? He's like, Tyler, Tyler, Tyler. And he realizes that he has, he, you know, there's a thing, what do they call it? The turnover or, or the switch or something like that happens. And, um, you know, he blacks out. He goes unconscious as he, as, as Tyler 2 takes over because OG Tyler has just put the pieces together and realized, oh my goodness, like I have a split personality and I am, I've been talking to myself the whole time. I've been fighting myself the whole time. I have been arguing with myself in front of people. I've been sleeping with Marla. Uh, I had this relationship with her that I didn't know that I had. And that explains so much as to why she's so confused about how I'm acting towards her because I am also Tyler too, who has been acting a different way towards her and doing things with her that I did not think were being done and, and happening. And um, yeah. So at some point he gains consciousness and then he is trying to um, basically right the wrongs of Tyler too. And he goes to the police and he says, look, I am like the head of a terrorist organization. And like, I have all these things and whatever. And there are officers there that are part of Fight Club that are like, hey, we need to, to, to cut your balls off is, is I think how they put it. You said that anyone who was would try to stop Project Mayhem, even you, um, we've got to we've got to, um, you know, take their testicles away from the rest of their body, and uh, that's what happens when you get in the way of Project Mayhem. So, uh, but he's trying to do the right thing, and and he ends up escaping that, and he is trying to defuse the bombs, and he's having this moment where he's just like, man, if you know, then I know how to defuse the bombs. And he's arguing with Tyler, or Tyler too is fighting him. And it's just this thing where he's trying so hard to mentally hold it together. And, uh, and he, yeah, he's, you know, that mental battle is a physical one as well. And he's, he's just trying incredibly hard to do that. And he loses, and he loses that battle. And he finds himself tied up. Earlier, he's tried to uh, tell Marla, by the way, what's been happening. He tries to warn her and tell her, like, look, you got to get away from me. It's not safe. I can't see where you're going. If I know, then they know. Um, just get on a bus. Get, get out of here. She wouldn't listen to him when he was trying to tell her exactly what was going on. And, uh, yeah. So, he finds himself tied up. He's got a great view of where all these buildings are going to collapse they're going to destroy these buildings, bomb these buildings. Um, they're set to a timer. The foundations, no one's going to be in them. It's not going to, you know, not going to kill anybody, put anyone's life in danger. Um, and he's got this view. And he's trying to still mentally battle with Tyler 2, but Tyler 2 has kind of won this this physical and mental fight and uh at one point though earlier in the hotel room part of this discussion that happens as to why is this even happening again it's not it's not really subversive they're very direct in, in a good way and tyler too says like you know it happens to people every day like you couldn't handle your life so you created me to do the things that you couldn't do 
says, you know, I have sex like you want to have sex. I fight like you want to fight. I, whatever. Like, he's more mentally capable. He's more capable in every regard. Um, he's more you know, physically and mentally capable than OG Tyler is. You were looking for an escape from your life, and here I am. Um, and and that, that gets discussed. Um, just really blatantly there. So we know why this has happened, and this is a real thing that happens to people. It, it, it is. Um, anyway. So then, as he's arguing with himself in this chair tied up, he sees that Marla is, is, is being taken off a bus and bring, getting brought to the building. But he's having this fight with himself and he shoots himself in the face. He try, I believe he tries to kill himself, is what he tries to do to end it all. And he is not successful. Basically shoots himself through the mouth and is still alive. And Tyler too seems to be dead from this though. He has figured out, I guess, that that is how he would destroy that part of his consciousness, that identity. And he, seems to be successful these people bring his his i don't know what to call them his, his lackeys his project mayhem participants they bring marla up he's like hey she's with me she's fine leave her just go away whatever he's bleeding all over himself she doesn't know what the hell has happened he's like you shot yourself he's like yep and then uh this beautiful moment happens where the buildings start collapsing. He wasn't able to, to save them. And he says, you met me at a strange time in my life. And it's true. Uh, I just think it's a, it's a wonderful movie. Calling it beautiful is like, not in the same way that Donnie Darko was beautiful in this poetic way. Um, but I, I think it's well done. I think that it is different. I think it's unique. I think that there's a reason why People know Chuck Palahniuk. I think that that you know, um, just it was a beautiful, beautiful book. It was a well done book. Um, it was again, it's just seemingly very original, and also had these challenges along the way of, of fighting consumerism, of wanting to do something worthwhile, of the struggle of a man. But it was done in this way that like wasn't like I've seen in other books. You know, like. There's this like high concept stuff going on, I feel, that is said directly without being preachy, yet doesn't seem shallow, and doesn't seem pretentious or poetic and art artsy and, and that kind of deep. It's just done in this way for it's it's done for the everyman. Fight club for the everyman. Fight club is for the everyman. That's that's what it is. And I think that, you know, he's challenging the everyman, and that's why he needs to speak in their language. Um, yeah. Again, the dialogue is just so much just taken right from the book. So, I mean, just Chuck is just... I haven't read any of his other books yet. I, I have some other ones, and I would like to read them as well. But Fight Club is just kind of a masterpiece. Uh, again, the film is just does an insanely good job of adapting the book while staying so true to the book and just giving someone this not just the spirit of it but giving them fight club in this visual film representation that 
is just using the medium so well and again not taking their really own artistic license with the concepts at all just in how to represent the concepts in this format for people to watch rather than read so I think it's just done incredibly well it is definitely more for a mature audience um, it is more adult it is cheeky and fun but in an explicit way at times with the humor especially and I should say that at the beginning of this uh, I, I should definitely do that I need to cut cut back into the beginning and bring that up uh, while I'm trying to sell you on this give you a a uh, warning which I don't really want to do but I feel obligated to at this point anyway that's really all I have to say about Fight Club I just think it's brilliant I think it's done so well I think that it, it just represents that that struggle that when I say man I am meaning person that humans have that people can go through and um, trying to create a life worth living.